Hello, and welcome to Alone in the Boondocks. My name is Andrew. And my name's now Kreps. Uh, what what uh, prompted the change in your name? Kreps? Uh, uh, Am I saying that right? Kreps? Yeah, yeah, it's French for a thin pancake. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, it just was weird to hear you call me by my birth name. Honestly, I didn't like it. I felt like I was in trouble with you every time you'd say it. It did feel like Tyler, and I'm like, oh god. I don't it, know. it did feel weird, but I mean, Kreps is also your your birth name. It's just your birth surname. Uh, yeah. You know, there was def- there was you a, take what you can get around. Th- there was a period in our lives where I referred to more friends in our friend group by their last names than I did refer to friends in our friend group by their first name. Is that that? Then that always felt like a like we were members of like a a, a 1950s greaser. Uh, greaser group there was that yeah i guess there was that summer that we all bought leather jackets and really really heavy duty combs started putting bear grease in our hair walked around just snapping everywhere yeah with uh with switchblades i realized the other day i can't snap with my right hand well you know like it's it's i don't know if if anything is picking that up but it's just me just not snapping with my right hand um, I can confirm he's trying to. You just keep practicing; you'll get it. I'm sure. Okay, don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> it's just, um, it's gonna, this is going to be an hour and twenty minutes. Just me. Just <laughs> he's he's really not talking a lot tonight. <laughs> Impotent hand motion. <laughs> so before we get started tonight, I just wanted to bring up to you something that I read on the internet a few weeks ago that I think any everybody should need to know if they didn't know it because I was honestly fascinated by it when I read it. And I, I prefaced you with a question by asking you what you knew about the 1992 Olympics. And you said, oh, that's the one with the bomb. And I said, no, that's 1996. <laughs> we were close. So I'm just going to have to ask you a question to begin with. What does Olympic level basketball and the stoner rock jam band, the Grateful Dead have to do with each other? Um, hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm honestly so happy that you know nothing about this because this is definitely something I feel like you would tell me about. So I'm honestly giddy with just being able to tell you about this. There was there was a period of time, and, a- and it kind of went it went back and forth. Where I know that, um, like professional athletes who were who worked for a, a professional sport league were not allowed to perform in the Olympics. So. Again, knowing nothing about this, my theory is that you're going to tell me in 1992, the 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 American men's basketball team was primarily composed of members of the Grateful Dead. Is that what it was? The Jerry Garcia uh, play on the Olympic basketball team? Yes, Jerry Garcia was the leading point, the starting point guard for the Dream Team in 1992. Oh, oh crap! Yeah, you're right. 92 was the Dream Team, wasn't it? Wait. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So you're close. You're yes, it was. Okay. You're close. All right. okay. So I, I wrote I did a bunch of research and I wrote this myself. So this is all from me. In 1992, the 1992 Summer Olympics held in Barcelona, Spain, marked the first year in which NBA athletes could compete in the Olympics. So there you go. That's how you get the dream team. Okay. This was most likely due in part to the crushing defeat that the United States faced in 1988 against the Russians. We're America. We hate to lose. And it's basketball. What's more American than basketball? Don't say baseball because it's basketball. Well, it is it is baseball. Uh, but, I mean, it's also if it was the Russians in 88, losing to them was a, kind of a big deal. 
bad news bears. So this led to what the media and honestly everyone at the time heralded as the dream team. The U.S. dream team was comprised of basketball was based of basically basketball royalty: Charles Barkley, Larry Bird, Clyde Drexler, Patrick Ewing, Magic Johnson, and a little-known guy with a gambling addiction named Michael Jordan. You, you, um, you, just to name you, a few. You, just, a, you hammer on MJ for that that little tiny bit of gambling he did. <laughs> that's the it's poor so guy. Great. Such a great uh, piece of info. Yeah, it's a fun fact. You're gonna. That's a Jeopardy question for somebody. Um. But really, is it is there any real fun in rooting for the team that you know is 100% going to win the whole thing? Spoiler alert. It's not. In my humble opinion, the greatest team in Barcelona in 1992 was the Lithuanian Olympic basketball team. Did the Grateful Dead pl- to the play for the Lithuanian basketball hold, hold team? Hold on. Okay, right. don't, don't. Just hold on. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're, we just uncovered the, the crust of the pie. We're getting into the berries and the jam. Okay. To the Lithuanians, this was more than just basketball on the greatest stage for them. For them, it was the time that they would the first time that they would get to wear their colors that represent their nation at the Olympics since 1939. Up until March of 1990, Lithuania was a Soviet-controlled nation. Without going into the full detail of the liberation, Lithuania became an independent nation on March 11th, 1990. It's a it's horrific as to what happened. I don't feel like bringing down the the story here with Lots of death. Unfortunately, as a freshly independent country, Lithuania was fairly broke. How broke? How broke were um, they? They're so broke. I thought you disappeared for a second. I thought the call hung up. So a few of the players banded together trying to come up with the money needed for the trip. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name because I don't speak any Lithuanian. Sarunis Marcilionis. Who was at the time playing for the Golden State Warriors worked closely with assistant coach Donnie Nelson to try and find a proper source for the funding. After many unsuccessful attempts, a newspaper article detailing the struggles of the team was noticed by a representative of legendary jam band, The Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead members Bob Weir and Phil Lesh reached out to Massilionis and expressed not only their love of freedom, but also their love of basketball. The Dead invited him to one of their concerts where Masalionis definitely got a contact high and was given a few trademark tie-dye Grateful Dead shirts and a check for the full funding for the Olympics. So in 1992, the Grateful Dead funded the Lithuanians' trip to the, the Olympics, the basketball team. Uh, okay, wow. That's weird. Yeah, and I don't know if it's... Also awesome, because once we're done here, you have to look, and anybody listening, you have to look up a picture of their uniforms, because they are Grateful Dead tie-dye, and they're green, red, and yellow, the Lithuanian colors. Wow. I love this. I have, I I couldn't name a song by the Grateful Dead for you, but I suddenly feel a great deal more appreciation for them as, as human beings. Right, exactly. Also, somebody designed a mascot for them named Scully, and it's a... It's a um, a skeleton slam dunking a basketball. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, that was that piece of information I wanted to share with you. I thought was just fascinating. Yeah, I like that. Um, oh, oh my god, I totally forgot. The Lithuanians ended up finishing third. Oh wow! In the Olympics. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's which is not, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I've never won third in anything in the Olympics. Um. I uh, was in a kayak race one time when I was a kid. I finished fourth. In the Olympics? Out of four people. 
No, out of out of four kids. No. Well, almost. Uh, that's almost uh, Olymp- Olympic esque. Yeah, it was pretty close to the Olympic level. Um, but I think now we'll transition to what we really want to talk about. Is um, I mean, it's it's been how long? How long has it been since the first series of vaccines came out? Uh, well, that's a good question. The first series of vaccine vaccines. I know that. Uh, well, let's um, see. Like, like, like politicians and high-ranking officials were receiving it back in January. Um, I got mine. It, what is, it's the second of March, and I'm getting my second yeah, shot. March 2nd. I'm getting my second shot on the eleventh. Um, and news news did just break just a a couple hours ago here. Um, uh, allegedly, Biden is saying that uh, by the end of May, three hundred million Americans will have uh, vaccine availability. So that's big. I, um, I yeah. I had read on Reddit today that they were going to try to, and I don't know how now realizing that it's March 2nd and April 1st is 30 days away, um, that we were going to be all the way till all the way to phase two where it's going to be available for everybody. Yeah. But when you say that out loud, it seems like such a stretch. Well, I mean, and it, I mean, considering work, I don't know enough about pharmace- pharmaceutical uh, supply chains or anything like that. I do know that, um, every report that's come out since uh, the changing of the executive office has been, you know, Trump left an empty room. Like there was no rollout plan. Um, we knew even when we when he was in office that there were opportunities to make uh, or to, to purchase more vaccines or to make deals with um, some of these pharma companies. And he did just didn't do it. Um, so we really are working from a pretty major deficit right now. Um, so yeah, I, I guess what I want to talk about here today is twofold. Um, I do, I do want to talk about what the rural response to COVID has been just a, a check-in. Um, cause I know we talked about that, man, almost a year ago now. Um, right. I, I think I've referenced this a lot on the podcast, but I, I was off work, I believe was it, I think it was March 12th. It was a Friday. And you either called me or sent me a message you're like, hey, we're going home. We're, we're closed for the, the rest of the year. Yeah. Well, and I that, assumed it was the rest ten, of the year. We're 10 days away from that. Yeah. 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 I, I assumed we, it was I the rest of the year. Really we didn't know, know that at that point. But yeah, that, that is tantamount. Or that is that is what it became then. Um, we're here. We are. We're, are we in that stage? Of, are we in that stage of just two weeks to flatten the curve, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just two weeks. Yeah. Um, and isn't it good that so many of our neighbors just took it so incredibly seriously and really helped each other out? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad about all the people that I uh, stopped at Rudders on my way this, to get gas this morning on my way to work and saw exactly three people walk into that store wearing a mask out of the probably 10 I watched as I was pumping <laughs> gas. And, I, and, and like, I, I get it. I, no, let me rephrase. I get the exhaustion. I get COVID exhaustion. I was COVID exhausted after a month, right? there's still not an ethical justification for not caring about other people. Like it's, it, nothing's changed. There's no difference there. The value of human life is what it was one year ago. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of people are, are, are finished. They're done with it. Um, and mo- it's funny cause most of the people that I've seen make that comment, 
you know, either to me at work or or on social media, are not really people who seemed terribly burdened by the the weight of caution to begin with. Um, so I, I really struggle to understand what it is that they're done with. Um, th- these are the same types of people who said, you know, they refused to live in fear. They didn't. They weren't going to stop living. Uh, for fear of dying or something like that, because for, in whatever universe these people live in, you know, the definition of living uh, is the ability to uh, meander longer in the grocery store or uh, go get a, a cheeseburger at the, at the diner, which you can do. You just have to take it home and eat it like and I mean, we have dine in now, but, but I mean, I was Fauci has blatantly said, you know, we are easing restrictions too soon right now. We're, we're feeling good because some of us are getting vaccinated and it it looks like there might be a cautious end in sight. But uh, until we have, you know, the, the, the needles in our arms and two weeks after, um, I, I really think that it's it's uh, it's a trap for us to feel comfortable or like it's better now or like, I mean, it's getting better, but in my County, uh, and I don't know if I mentioned this before, but our deaths, our death toll stands at 4.3%, 4.3% of every person who got COVID-19 in my County died from it. Um, I don't know how you like, like when I try to think about, how people get to conspiratorial mindsets. Um, I, I understand like, I mean, and you knew what I was when I was a teenager, like I was very skeptical of any authority and the further away from you, that authority is the larger it is, the easier it is to be incredibly skeptical of it. If not again, conspiratorial, you know, you can put these little pieces together this is this is how Pizzagate came to be. This is how QAnon came to be. You know, some people read through the the Podesta Clinton emails and they assumed that every time someone said pizza or hot dogs, uh, they were referring to children who they were either having sex with or planning on sacrificing in some type of satanic ritual um, and sucking their lifeblood out. Like yeah. Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Got to drink, drink, drinking up that adrenochrome. Um, yeah. So I, I get it. I get being skeptical. I get being discontent. I don't understand looking around you and seeing the destruction in your own community, seeing, you know, I, 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 I when I'm talking to people about this, I often say, like, you know, how can you look at this pile of corpses around you and not feel something? Well, ultimately, it's still too removed. Like, and I think this has a lot to do with social media. Like the, the main vessel, uh, in which we communicate with each other now is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, uh, LinkedIn. The, yeah. LinkedIn. Plenty of fish. Yeah. Yeah. Also Bumble, farmers Christian mingle. Christian mingle. Yeah. Um, pa- parlor, uh, the kids, the kids, they use they use the TikTok and thank you. I'm gonna say I'm going on the record right here. Thank God for TikTok. I can't tell you how many of my students who come from homes that are anti-science, anti-LGBTQ, and like anti anything vaguely different or that doesn't come directly from this presupposed worldview. Um, TikTok is like 
this resource that has grabbed them. Um, and it's still driven by algorithms. I get it. Like it's still being tailored to them and it doesn't always give them good stuff. There's bad TikTok for sure. Um, but TikTok has been a source of information, a source of tolerance, a source of a lot of fantastic things for, you know, students who really need it. Students who are even too shy to, you know, make connections with trusted adults who will be allies and advocates for them. Um, TikTok has really been that. So anyway, the, the fact that these are the, our, our main, there's a brief aside for me to, um, give the, give my bump. Praise the gods of TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Like TikTok's not doing well enough. I better give it the bump. Uh, hopefully it does really well now. Yeah. We're going to um, need it. Yeah. I don't own stock in TikTok. I don't even know if it's an openly traded company. I'm also not a stock trader. And also, most of the people on Wall Street bets are conservative, horrible human beings. Um, anyway. Yeah, but what about the stonks, Andrew? Nah, what about the stonks? The stonks can get bent. Um, <laughs> most of uh, <laughs> most of us are communicating with social media. Um, even with people in our communities, that's still the number one way that we socialize with each other, right? We check in on each other. We, I go and look at your pictures of your dog and you look at pictures of my garden and like we comment, right? Um, it's such a, Hey, nice garden. Thanks. Hey, nice dog. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. Comment for comment. Uh, but I think that it's such a superficial manner of communication. Um, even the few posts that I read that were like, you know, oh my God, I got COVID or, oh my God, I didn't take COVID seriously enough. And now I have COVID or, um, my mom sent me, uh, and a written account by one of her coworkers who, who did take it seriously, um, still got it and now has a heart condition for, for life. Like it's not going away. She's, she was on a ventilator. She nearly died. And now she has, you know, a condition that will be with her for the rest of her life and make things way more difficult than they need to be. Um, if we had all again, as a community taken this more seriously, but my point being, uh, this superficial manner of communication removes what I think would be there. If it were like this town square idea, right? Like you want to talk to people, you go to the town square. Um, which again, I, that's I, actually what I was going to, I was going to say that that's how my County communicates. We have a cork board in the center of town. <laughs> And you just post what you're looking for. Like I was looking for an air fryer the other day. Posted that I had I'd look searching for one air fryer price less than eighty dollars. Guess who has an air fryer now? I do. Um, your 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 community sounds like Animal Crossing a little bit. Hey, is everyone? I definitely who, don't know what that game is. Is everyone who, what? Yes, you do. You well, what's Animal Crossing? So is, does everyone who live? <laughs> does everyone who live in your community an anthropomorphic animal? Is, yeah, is, I have to pay some guy a bunch of he's not even asking for real money, he's asking for bells. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where to come across so many bells. Tom Nook. He wants Tom, real bells, he, too. I can't buy Yeah. He he's the arch uh crony capitalist. He's the worst. I also hate his kids too. Timmy Timmy and Tommy. Man, we're really getting to stuff late. That game's yeah. been out for like a year now. And and now's when we just That game has been out for like actually a year. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Or this, this month, right? Anyway, my point being, uh, if our manner of engaging with our community were less superficial, and again, I'm not truly proposing we meet each other in the town square, especially during a pandemic. Um, but if we 
if we saw each other's real lives as legitimate and we didn't see it as this, you know, uh, snippet, this, this bite sized bit, um, that's oftentimes, you know, pretty heavily groomed to look, you know, either better or more dramatic or more serendipitous than it truly is. I'm guilty of that myself. If we, if we were, as am I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to just post any picture. I'm going to make sure I'm either doing something funny or my head's a cabbage and I'm doing something cool. Yeah. Like I'm cabbage, cabbage head. Hashtag, yeah. hashtag cabbage head. Let's get it trending. Hashtag. Like we should, what we should do is we should market like a small soft doll that they're born from like a field that you harvest from. Yeah. Like, um, what would you call them? I think I would call Bro- them broccoli field children. I was going to say lettuce field babies. Oh, okay. I like that too. Yeah. Uh, That's a good idea. Mark that down. Mark that down <laughs> in my good idea book. Okay. Uh, check. Oh, oh, it has a uh, one good. Oh, no, there's a second good idea. I won't. It's a good it's a second good idea. Um, and I guess that, I mean, this is not a direction I expected to go, but if we were communicating with each other more honestly, more authentically, um, I don't think that things would be quite so partisan. I think I could explain to you the idea of, you know, uh, labor being more important than capital and you wouldn't feel the need to call me a communist um, or or put out a, a really cool hit piece about how I'm a dangerous radical leftist. And if uh, your kid has me in class, then you should be worried. Um, I, I think if I'm worried and I don't even have a kid in your class. Yeah. I, I think if our communication were more authentic than that pile of corpses would be less hard would be way harder to ignore um because at this point my it's a small community like if 4.3 percent of the people who got the disease died from it um and we are talking at this point about 40 percent of the of the county did have COVID 19 at one point or another uh enormous enormous spread in my community um that's that's a lot of people i i know three people who died from COVID-19. Um, I, I, I don't understand the flippant response of so many people. Um, because in, in some cases I know people who knew these people who died too, like, right. And they, it, it, but it doesn't change anything, right. Their kid still needs to, you know, play basketball. Cause that's the most important thing. Um, your life isn't important. They eventually, I mean, that kid eventually might be on the Lithuanian Olympic team. And, and that's great. You know. But, I mean, even Lithuania would probably be like, hey, don't kill your neighbors. We'll get you next season, right? Yeah. Um, we'll get you next season. We'll get you, we'll get you next Olympics. Um, speaking of which, did you see Florida offered that if, if Japan is unwilling to uh, hold the, the, the Olympics this summer, Florida will do it anyway, uh, which is maybe the most uh, Floridian response <laughs> that I've ever heard. I hope the Olympic, I hope the Olympic committee is like, there's no chance in hell we're going to do it in Florida. You do your own thing. And then we get the Florida man Olympics. Oh, the Florida games would be, would be the best case scenario we get. That would be, that would be pretty remarkable. That would be pretty remarkable. Yeah. Gator riding. Yeah. The animal, not the vehicle. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Gator riding could be any of us in uh, Appalachia. Um, 
But I think also, you know, I want to talk about the rural rural response, um, what we see going on continuously, and maybe that maybe that's a dead subject. Maybe that's maybe I did that. Um, but it's also, I think, worth noting that, um, you know, a long time ago, shortly after Biden had clinched the Democratic nomination or appeared to that he would be clinching the Democratic nomination. Um, we recorded an episode where we groaned a lot. <laughs> do you remember this episode? Uh, <laughs> I do. And, 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 you know, the conclusion was we've got to vote for Biden because the other guy is a literal capital F fascist. Um, and, and I don't, I would not take that vote back. Um, but I think that it was very easy to get caught up between the end of the primary uh, and then, you know, the actual uh, general election in November. It was very easy to get caught up in, we've got to beat Trump, take down Trump, Trump, Trump bad, Trump bad. Because Trump bad. Uh, um, Trump's still bad. Trump's still bad. Uh, I, I am resisting the uh, self-destructive urge to watch his, his speech at CPAC. Um, by the way, did you see... This is a thing that again here. Let's talk about the conspiratorial mind. Um, did you see any any uh, film from CPAC? No. The only thing I had seen about CPAC was Ted Cruz's thirty minute comedy stand up routine, um, and also that the stage was in the shape of a Nazi symbol. There you go. That's it. Uh, the Odal Rune is the uh, is the shape, and it was. Like, it's one of those things that's just like, could this be an innocent mistake? I guess, right? Like, it could be. But also, like, it just, dimensionally, it was perfect. You know what I mean? It wasn't like one side was too long for it to be that thing. It looked exactly like that thing. <laughs> um, And I... I I mean, who, the, who the designed Republic, the stage? There's, uh, there's well, so many shapes out there. Right. So many shapes. And they, they were like that one. Yeah. We want that one. They could have gone. Just had a swastika. They, it should have just been a swastika. They could have gone with like a circle, a square. Hold on. How about this one? Triangle. Holy shit. Yeah. They could have done a triangle. How about parallelogram? Did you say parallelogram? Parallel. Isn't. No. <laughs> um, yeah, that's they. Yeah, they did that weird stage shape. Yeah, they did. They did a, the the Odal rune, which is uh, was on the the Nazi SS uh, collar. It was like a collar badge they wore. Um, I just don't know. Like the GOP has done some. Well, I mean, they're blatantly racist to begin with, but they still have to do that thing where they pretend they're not racist, but then they bend over backwards to do these overtly racist dog whistles um so yeah i just i don't know it looks a lot like the odal rune i feel like it's the odal rune i feel like they're they they it's a it's a it's a win-win game for them right because the the nazis at home see that and they're like yeah brother they're supporting the stuff i'm into which is terrible um and then, Which is code red Mountain Dew and white supremacy. Yeah, right. But the 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 good Republicans, the not white supremacists, 
um, you know, they're going to look at that and be like, that's not, why would they do that? That's not what that means. It's, a, it's purely coincidental that these two things look the same. What are you talking about? Why would, right? That's, we, we've been through this. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. So yeah, I'm trying really hard not to listen to Trump's CPAC speech, uh, just from a position of self-preservation. And I do, to some degree, buy the idea that, you know, not, not listening to what the man is putting out there it's that thing. Do you remember um, you were, uh, were were you bullied as a child? A little bit. Yeah. 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 What did your mom tell you when you were like, I'm getting bullied? Um, that's the thing. I am a millennial. I didn't ever tell my mother I was getting bullied. Oh, okay. Um, I bottled it all up inside and now I am the way I am. Yeah. I, it worked perfectly, it appears. Um my mom always told me, like, if you don't react, then, like, they'll get bored and then they won't do it anymore, which is – she has since recanted. Um, but I don't know. My hope is that, like, if we just stop listening to Trump, he'll just go away, right? Like, if his audience isn't – if his audience and his haters, quote-unquote haters, uh, aren't there anymore, that, like, he'll shut up and stop. I doubt it. I doubt that'll happen. I saw a thing that his niece, Mary Trump, I believe is her name, um, said that he's only going to run in 2024 as a joke to make more money. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, And it's not, I mean, he's an overt grifter, but he's also a malignant narcissist. So um, I I, I heard that account and then I saw other pundits who were like, he legitimately believes the election was stolen from him. He legitimately believes he should still be the president, uh, because, you know, democracy is, you know, is being disserved in this country or something. Um, and I think that too is the thing mm-hmm. we, when we play with the, the psychology of a fascist is they can say, I love democracy or they can, you're right. They can, they can say these things while openly advocating against them. Um, so I, I think that, you know, despite the fact that the, the the Trumpian politics and, and and to a large degree just you know conservative politics in general generally advocate for voter suppression. Um, he still thinks democracy, you know, was disserved. And 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 I know he's a liar, but this is the thing about that type of person is they believe their own lies after a little while, right? He lost the election and then he was like the election was stolen. He didn't believe it the first time or probably even the second or third time. But eventually he believed it and now he believes it. Like I that's that's my theory. Um, It's the same theory of I'm sorry, I'm going to say, but anybody who wears a fedora the first time you're like, I don't know so much about this. The second time you're like, okay, maybe I can pull. And then like the sixth time you're like, m'lady, damn, I look good in a fedora. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? My (laughs) neck beard is coming in very nicely. Would you like to go to? A Domino's with me. Ooh, Domino's. But we only get onions and black olives. Uh, I know that sounds like a pizza you would eat. I'm sorry. I'm not calling you out. It's fine. Do neckbeards like onions and black olives specifically? I just mean they smell like onions. Oh, yeah. Um, Anyway. Also, I just got a message. I just got a text message to somebody, and it just said storm? Question mark? From a number I don't... From a 504 number. I don't know that area. Like the X-Men? 
Like it, like someone's like, hey, it's storm. No, there's an e at the, the end. There? There's an e at the storm a. Storm, storm a. Storm a. It sounds like yeah. I would. Uh, I'd wear that cologne. Um, anyway, my point being, in all of this overarching stuff, is it is still a hundred percent valid to be critical of Joe Biden. It is still one hundred percent valid to be critical of a party that runs on things like an increased minimum wage and then backs down after not getting it on the first push. Um, the, the politics of Bernie Sanders, of AOC, of Elon Omar are, 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 are vastly discordant with what the Democratic Party at its core seeks to to achieve or, or to pursue or, or not achieve rather. It's really what it feels like. Um, if you look at who it is that is donating most of the money to large campaigns in the democratic or Republican party, guess what? Same people, same multinational corporations, same billionaires. Um, there is a lot at stake for the hyper wealthy to keep things looking like, they're moving, right? Looking like there's a legitimate push to and fro, um, but to keep it all pretty stagnant because they're pretty content with where power lies right now. Um, every once in a while you get, you know, you know, uh, a Republican powerhouse like what we had between 2016 and 2018, and they can pass horrible, 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 horrible tax policies, uh, that hurt the poor and make the rich far richer. Um, but overall, if they can just keep it steady, they'll keep making money. And again, this is it's it's good that I talked about my the, you know the conspiratorial mindset because this this is this is a conspiratorial mindset um, that you're hearing right now. Hello, I am the conspiratorial mindset. This is all backed up with like actual numbers, though, not an email that says hot dogs and pizza a bunch of times, right? <laughs> Yeah, is that is that Pizzagate or is that what we're getting for being really good at school on a Friday? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, wait, did you get hot dogs for being good at school? No, just just snacks, and it was up to the parents as to what snacks they brought. I don't know if you remember this. I'm sorry for breaking this up here, but there was a company that made popsicles, and I am forever haunted by these popsicles because they contain three flavors of things that I absolutely do not like. Artificial banana flavor, mm-hmm. bubble gum, yeah. and root beer. Yeah. yeah. These were the worst popsicles, and I swear to God, our teacher in third grade brought them in at least four times that year. Wait, wait. And wait. I didn't want to be ungrateful and be like, sorry? No, so like you were like, oh, I want a root beer one? Or you're saying all three of these flavors were in one popsicle? No, no, they were. it was three separate flavors, oh, but they God. were all three terrible. Oh, thank God. Thank God, because oh otherwise, God. otherwise, could, let's talk about the hellscape you just described, where someone presents to you I a actually, treat that is all three of those flavors. It's like a bomb pop that starts with bubble gum and ends up in banana. Ugh. I would rather eat a bomb pop that's made of an actual bomb than that <laughs> horrifying creation that you just. Oh wow. Okay. Anyway, so I've so they would just on Fridays. The teacher would give you guys popsicles? No. So, like, in, like, fifth and sixth grade, I feel like at, like, the end of a marking period, we'd get, like, snacks or something. Like, I gotcha. Hey, good job for 
being good at school and stuff. Yeah. Here's the snacks. Well, I also went to a small elementary school and there was like 11 kids in my class. Well, so. see, and that is, it was generally end of marking period. We would get a pizza party. That's what we would, we did not ever have a hot dog party, however. Um, Sounds like not a bad idea. I would honestly prefer a corn dog party, though. Corn dog party. You are the, I, you, I'm corn. You took my, uh, my corn dog virginity. You, I had never eaten a corn dog before I was at your house one time when we were in junior high. Um, Anyway. And a lot of corn dogs in junior high. <laughs> um, so, so you know, in criticism of Biden, in criticism of you know Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, who we have spoken um, favorably, passingly favorably in the past. Um, I, I think that if we are going to advocate for progress. And when I say we, I'm talking about, you know, what, what whatever side we say we're on. And I, I don't think it's exclusively left, right. Um, you know, but those of us who did vote for, you know, Democratic politicians, those of us who did say that's the lesser of two evils, um, I still stand by that. But I think it's I think it's vital as as thinking intellectually honest, critical people that we recognize when these elected officials fail because that is what they are. They are elected officials. That is all they should be. Um, you probably saw the TikTok creps. That's like uh, some lady in a truck uh, being like, I don't know where all the Biden signs went after Biden won. Isn't that weird? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And then some uh, teenager, uh, again, the teenagers are going to save us. They're brilliant. Um, did this, you know, big long spiel about like, we are Joe Biden voters. We voted for Joe Biden because we thought, right, that he was better than Donald Trump. And still, that is that is what is playing out in front of us. He is he is better than Donald Trump. This uh, both sides are the same narrative that we're hearing from real woke libertarians uh, is laughable. But uh, you know, the, the the point she makes is that. That's that's where it begins and ends. We voted for a person because we thought he would advocate for the things that would be helpful to us and to people at large, to the working class, to the poor. Um, and I and again, I stand by that. But if we can't criticize him, if we can't talk about where he has failed, if we can't talk about where he has lied, if we can't talk about where he's falling short on what he said he would do, then we're taking a step towards that that cult of personality that surrounded Trump where they could not speak a critical word of him. They, they would not speak a good friend. A good friend calls their friend out on shitty behavior. Right. And that's, it's no different on this grand of a scale. Right. And I think, and I mean, it gets a little bit different. Um, if I, if I play with the idea of Marxism, you know, we as the proletariat are not going to serve each other by, you know, taking shots at each other. But our elected officials, absolutely, it is vital that you criticize them. It is vital that you write to them. It is vital that you bully them into doing the right thing. Um, because a lot of these people that we put into office as the lesser of two evils are still not progressives, are still not advocates for all people. Um, if we have any chance of getting them there, it's going to take pressure. You have to pressure them. Um, and don't misconstrue any of this for me saying that you have to be, uh, you know, verbally aggressive or violent. 
Um, not that I'm saying there's not a place for that in some cases, uh, but I do think that that if and again, refusing to criticize Biden is not the same as Trump adulation. Did did you see the golden statue of Donald Trump at CPAC? No, and I don't think I want to. It is. It never ceases to amaze me how the the evangelical Christian party, eight out of 10 evangelicals, eight out of 10 evangelicals, white evangelicals, uh, supported Donald Trump. Still support Donald Trump. Um, they could not have chosen a person less Christ-like. Uh, it's remarkable to me. And then that the irony is lost on them, that they are legitimately fawning over a golden statue, right? A golden idol. Uh, you, you do not need to be a religious scholar to know where this is going, right? There was a group of people one time who uh, got pretty jazzed about a golden statue uh, and were misattributing um, godhood to it. And in, in many ways... Uh, some, some literal, right? So a lot of QAnon theorists do believe that Donald Trump is the, you know, the emissary, the age, the agent of Jesus Christ, uh, and of God. And he's going to bring, you know, when, when, when the whole storm comes, you know, the, the next thing to follow is this great awakening. Um, and I'm and, still waiting on that storm to come, you know, the one that was supposed to happen a month and a half ago. Yeah. Well, um, there could it got it got real windy last night. Maybe that was it. Well, do you think that was the storm? It got windy. Inter- we're we're recording this on March second. Um, March fourth is a significant date in QAnon as well because March fourth used to be inauguration day. And again, I'm I'm going to get some of these details wrong. I I read it passingly. March fourth used to be inauguration day until like 1891 or something like that. Somewhere in that ballpark, maybe 1871. Um, Anyway, this is that whole theory that maybe we talked about on an episode, maybe we didn't, um, where they believe that the United States is a corporation that is owned by the city of London. Did we talk about that? I don't, I feel like we talked about the United States as a corporation. I don't recall talking about it being owned by London. Yeah, the corporation, the corporation is owned by the city of London. So the two, the two, uh, competing theories here, um, are that Donald Trump will be truly inaugurated on March 4th, you know, when when presidents used to be inaugurated, um, and he will either be installed as the 19th president of the, the real United States of America, the nation, or he will be installed as the first president of the new American Republic. Um, so, uh, again, I, I have seen, uh, you know, national security experts talking about the, the fear of what might be coming on March 4th. And, and we'll see fingers crossed, hopefully nothing happens. Um, but this is all part of that thing, right? This, this weird worship of this man. Uh, I, I, I don't, was the statue made out of like real gold or was it like, I don't know. I doubt it. I mean, that's a dumb question. I, I bet I, it was doubt. Was, I don't know why I said that. No, I didn't think it was a dumb question. I doubt it. It was, it's big. It's not, I want, it's not life-sized and it's like, he's got like, car- oh, I was like, cause that'd be a big statue if that was a life-sized statue. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got like honestly, cartoonish, cartoonish proportions and stuff. So I honestly would have been more impressed if they would have made it out of butter. 
Oh yeah, like at the farm show. I'd I'd look a, I'd look a picture of it up if it was made out of butter. Like, hey, here's this butter statue of Trump. I'd be like, oh, okay. But but the gold's not. Worth I like your time. butter. I bet we can find the Trump butter butter no. sculpture. Do you want me to find one for you? Oh, uh, um, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Trump. Why you why you search for that? I will let me read you the QAnon newsletter that I found the other day on the internet. Oh god. Can I, well, let, let me just finish that point just here for a moment though. I don't mean to conflate that. I keep I keep pointing at you with my finger. Like okay. <laughs> I, I don't mean to conflate okay. that being avoidant to criticize Joe Biden is the same as being agilent to Donald Trump. It's not the same. They're different people, first of all. Uh, but it would still be just as weird if you created this cult-like surrounding for Joe Biden. Refusing to criticize fairly uh, is not the same as as you know this this hero worship. But it is still intellectually dishonest. So if we want to claim any type of you know uh, m- moral high ground in the uh, the marketplace of ideas, as Ben Shapiro likes to talk about. Um, then we damn well better get comfortable criticizing these people uh, because it's only through the criticism of bad actors that we're going to be able to find better people to put in uh, to finally actually accomplish something in this country for the people. So you, you I want to hear about your, your, uh, your QAnon um, newsletter. Okay. Let me, uh, let me pull it up here real quick. Find me that butter Trump statue real quick. Robert. Okay. Okay. So I just found this on the internet the other day as I was just scrolling through through Reddit. And I was I was not on my account. So it's not like I'm subscribed to RQAnon or whatever it is. Though I'm sure it's great for the memes. Hmm. To my fellow righteous homo sapiens, I hope this letter finds you in good jest. Oh, my God. That's America st- is dying. What? That That's how... My fellow righteous homo sapien? Yes. Okay. I'm trying to read this and not laugh about it. I'm sorry. I'm trying trying to listen to you read it and not gnaw all the skin off of my bottom lip (laughs) in anxiety. (laughs) Sorry. I'll just start from the top. Okay. To my fellow righteous homo sapiens, (laughs) I hope this letter... End scene. I hope this letter finds you in good jest. America is dying, but you already know this. The leftist media is killing us from the inside. We are one year away. We are we are one year into this supposed COVID-19 bullshit. It's still a hoax. It is no more than a flu. When I have the flu, I still kiss my buddies on the lips. How is COVID any different? Don't even get me started on this quote-unquote vaccine they are trying to give us it's all mind control ultimately the left just wants us to believe that back to the future part two is the best in the series which is a load of horse shit everyone knows number three will reign supreme what also also thank also thank you everyone who submitted their recipe for the official potato salad of QAnon. p.s no one likes hard-boiled eggs and potato salad Supreme Chancellor Trump is still the president. We also know this. It's the libtards that can't seem to accept that fact. But that, but what those morons on the left do not know is that six months prior to the election, Trump knew he was going to lose. This was his plan all along. Trump had his secret force kidnap Joseph Biden and bring him to Supreme Chancellor Donald Trump's secret underground lair. If you have seen the 1997 movie Face Off, you know what happens next. If you haven't, go watch it. It will show you the light. To wrap things up, the Jewish space lasers are out of fuel after the fires from the summer. I've heard they run on Mountain Dew Livewire. That's why you haven't been able to find that. 
I'm I'm glad you read this letter. Thank you, my fellow Homo sapiens. Okay, this is not real. Yeah, I made it up. I wanted to trick you into thinking did you that make it, was it a up? Real one, so I started it off. Yeah, I wrote that whole thing. <laughs> Holy crap, man! Holy crap! I was gonna say uh, it's it's a little heavy when it refers to Donald Trump as <laughs> Supreme Chancellor. Like, wow! Uh, could we? <laughs> Can you say any louder that he is Palpatine? Uh, but wow, man. Wow. I was going to have you like read it back so we could pick it apart line by line. But if you wrote it. Wow, man. I did. I'm impressed. I'll, I'll post it when we post the episode. I'll post it on Facebook. Okay. Honestly, I, I, I freestyled the last little bit at the end, but I'll, I'll finish it up. I wrote it in bed the other night, actually. <laughs> Saturday night, I wrote this in bed after I told you that I found a QAnon newsletter. I'm like, this is a really funny joke that I'm going to write it semi-serious for about the first four lines, and I'm going to hit you with something ridiculous. And then I was like, oh, the kissing their buddies on the lips yeah. is close enough, is close enough that it might be like there. And then um, like the back to the future joke I thought was funny. Yeah. Um, because nobody me, likes Back me, to the Future Part Three. Let me tell you what's not funny: lying to your friends, <laughs> lying to your friends for cheap podcast hey. chuck, podcast chuckles. Uh, I'm I'm not even gonna lie; I'm pretty proud of what I wrote. I'm impressed. What was the? Can you read it to dear glorious Homo sapiens? Is that what it was? Fellow glorious yeah, to my fellow righteous Homo to my fellow righteous Homo sapiens. That's the episode title, and I think that for the description. <laughs> I'm just going to copy and paste your whole thing in there. Uh, so, okay. so I, uh, I stole the, uh, I stole the righteous homo sapiens from a, a podcast that uh, my wife and I listen to a lot called the last podcast on the left. And they did, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Japanese death cult, Om Shinrikyo. No, no, I'm not. It's so Om Shinrikyo was responsible for a, a, I can't even remember. I think it was in Tokyo, a Tokyo, biological warfare attack in 1995 i believe they uh, tried to poison the tokyo subway system with sarin gas oh they um i think they they only killed five people but i think like 1500 people were like injured from it and stuff but um in the episode the guy who does a lot of the character work on the show tends to do a japanese accent sometimes and he was like i'm not even going to do one this episode so he just spoke in the most like white he was like to my fellow homo sapiens. <laughs> and he just no sold no Japanese accent for for six hours of podcast material. Wow. And he was just like, to my fellow homo sapiens. He just so I was like, homo sapiens is a great word. So so I'm not plagiarizing to make this the episode title, am I? No. No, because I added fellow fellow and righteous human. Fellow, fellow righteous. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. Um, in other news, uh, I have scoured Google. I cannot find a Donald Trump butter sculpture. Um, I did find um, a face in some vegan yogurt that people thought looked like Donald Trump's. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I did also, I did also find a list of. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. I found a list of um, from. ColumbusAlive.com posted in 2015. The list: butter sculptures we want to see. Um, and on the list is <laughs> on the list is Donald Trump's hair. So, okay, okay, 
They, they, like you can't just leave it. You can't just leave us at that one. What's on the list? Uh, Donald Trump's hair. Uh, insane. How's that rank? Is it like numbered? No, no. Donald Trump's hair. Insane clown posse. <laughs> That's number one, actually. Oh, the, is that it? Oh, here it is. Okay. Um, a butter giant stick of butter. A, 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 a butter <laughs> um, a butter jar of cookie butter spreadable co- magical spread Trader Joe's addictive and magical spreadable cookies have you heard about this oh I've he- I've heard about the cookie butter and I hear it's like stupid good um, a butter red wedding which uh, would have been like a very topical reference in 2015 as that episode had just come out in Game of Thrones um that's pretty elaborate wouldn't it that'd be a very elaborate butter scene it would it would um butter insane clown posse uh, that's honestly that's my choice that's the one i want to see the most debut the likeness of violent J and shaggy two dope <laughs> with a nice fago glaze <laughs> uh butter columbus light rail butter shark butter melted butter cow it's just a kiddie pool full of delicious melted butter. Uh, and also Butter Butters uh, from South Park. And then uh, Butter Trump hair. Is this the city of Columbus? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Made this list. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. For the Ohio State Fair. Um, so. Is the Insane Clown Posse from Ohio? I don't know. No, they're from, I think they're from Detroit, Michigan. Um. So there you go. There's no picture of Donald Trump as a butter sculpture. Get on it, Cleveland. In case, in case, Columbus. Sorry. In case you needed that information. Um. So yeah, this went from a a pseudo political podcast to one where uh, we just um uh, read joke copy pastas to each other and talk about butter sculptures. do you think I could post this on Reddit and do you think it we could we could get some circulation on it? You might you might get some traction there. Yeah. I'm gonna make a fake Reddit account and post it on the QAnon subreddit. I, think, I don't know why I said a fake Reddit account. I'm just gonna make a new Reddit account. No, it's a fake one. Um I think that most of the QAnon subs have been banned. That was my left hand. What? I snapped. Oh. Snap! That was my because I can't snap with my right yeah, hand. Right. That's called a callback, Andrew. I did callback. I did not it's see blood. you snap, nor it's... did I hear you snap. So I'm also now <laughs> suspicious that your left hand can't snap either. Um, it's uh it's what us in the comedy business like to call a uh, callback. Cool. Um. Yeah. So anyway, um, I I, I guess I I, I won't uh, belabor the issue. I didn't do a whole lot of research this week, guys. I'm sorry. Um, hey, that's fine. That like, arguably, like, understandably, you have a very hard job. Understandably, I have a job that when I am when I am done at the end of the day, I am done, and I don't think about it until the next morning. So I have a lot of free time on my hands. I so, I, I just like that you're, you're, the, you're obviously now, you're the you're now creating media. You're now creating like <laughs> you you created uh, a false artifact of QAnon. And weirdly enough, like as off the wall as some of what you wrote was, um, I have no doubt that if you put that in the right QAnon circle, that would legitimately circulate for a little while. I mean, the whole face-off thing was a QAnon theory. 
right? Um, I also I saw one recently too that. Yeah, I do. I do recall seeing that um, a few months back about yeah. them swapping places. The, there was another one that um, Joe Biden couldn't have become president because the Joe Biden that you see, who's always wearing a mask, is actually a robot, and the reason they make him wear a mask is because the mouth doesn't work quite quite right. So, that's fun. Um, God, you gotta love it sometimes. Just like I, I would love it if it weren't so immensely damaging. Like I, I do agree. There is some absurd amusement. It's certainly not joy, but there is some nihilistic amusement in looking at how many people are done with facts. Right? It, it, it just yeah. It doesn't matter anymore. Like reality is like, I would, I love playing with the philosophical idea that reality is subjective, but like we, we still, uh, as a society kind of fall back on this baseline that it's not, that there are things that are true that are not up for debate that are not up for interpretation. Um, and, and, and some of those things are things like when a thing happens, it happened and that's just it. And it doesn't matter if Kevin Sorbo gets on uh, Twitter and says that all the people who stormed the Capitol on the 6th were actually Antifa. Um, but he did let that. Me, let me stop you there for one second. Sure. When I saw that Kevin Sorbo, arguably one of my favorite television shows as a kid, was the live-action Hercules television show starring Kevin Sorbo. When I find out that Kevin Sorbo is a right-wing nut, the disappointment in my... It's like... I don't have any kids. It's like watching my kids strike out at home plate in the World Series. Say, say that again? But worse. I don't know. That's not a great... Um, it's like watching your kids strike out at baseball. Like you're disappointed. I I feel like it's you, more like having a father figure fail you. <laughs> like right? You looked up to him. You looked yeah, up you're to probably right. I'm not great. Uh, at, yeah, I'm not great at analogies, but you're right. Yeah, it's but, like your. But, 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 it's like your dad became like a crazy racist fundamentalist. Um, yeah, but, but but I will say, Lucy Lawless. That's right. We we still have Lucy shutting that guy down. She Zeno him, Warrior Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, called him. Yeah, yeah, she called him whatever she used to do. She called him Peanut. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, Lucy Lawless is a badass. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen um, uh, speculation that Lucy Lawless may be who they bring in to replace uh, the racist lady from uh, the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Oh, <laughs> I hope so. How awesome would that be? I hope John and you know John Favreau such a great writer he's gonna you know do you remember like xena warrior princess's little like blade frisbee yeah i forget what that's called i don't know what it's called but i hope he gives her one yeah that'd be dope i i under i can't even remember the character's name in the mandalorian and i know she was kind of like cara dune uh uh she carried like a heavy weapon but i just would love to see her with like a a spinny metal disc her name is cara dune she was a shock trooper for the rebellion and um towards the end of the last season was instated as a uh, a marshal for the New Republic. Um, and then she got online and she compared uh, being a conservative in America today to being a Jew 
in Nazi Germany, which, um, oh boy, the, the consistent stretch of conservatives to feel like they are oppressed is remarkable. Like the whole potato head thing. Yeah. I want the, I want the last time. uh... I want the potato head to have a penis. Why? Why does it, why does it matter? (laughs) We called him Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. And we called her Mrs. Potato Head. Do you know what the difference between the two of them was? One kit came with a mustache, and the other kit came with bodacious red lips. That's it. That's all. Right? This decision on the part of Hasbro, Mattel, whoever makes the Potato Head, is literally just a decision of, oh, we can just make one thing, call it Potato Head, include all the parts. And be that much more profitable. This is not, like, don't get me wrong. This is definitely a neoliberal marketing trick. And if they didn't think they'd make money on it, they wouldn't do it. But that's all this is. This is just shill performance art. Like, pseudo-woke performance art. But the fact that Republicans feel, I'm sorry, conservatives feel so attacked by it is hilarious to me. I love if anything, um, Hasbro slash Mattel, whoever makes the Mr. Potato Head, yeah. is is helping to save the environment by only packaging one one of them now. Yeah. But, but, I mean, you need to buy two now, though, so that you can have your potato heads, you know, be in a relationship. I always played with my Mr. Potato Head as he was just, uh, he was 55 when he got out of a serious relationship, and now he just lives uh, alone. That's sad. Yeah. He's a little depressed, but he's not going to fry himself to death. <laughs> I don't think I had a potato head, Mr. or Mrs., or the new non-binary I potato. think I had a potato head, but I th- I think it was a hand-me-down potato head. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of a joke involving I w- uh, a potato or second gold. I wanted a Yukon Gold, but all I got was a number two. Is it, um, Number two potatoes. I didn't know. Never mind. No, is a number that's a thing, a number two potato? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. boy. Um You swing and you miss. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um so I wanna we didn't do recommendations. I think since we've come back from hiatus, we have not done recommendations. We have not. Um so I want to rec- shoot. I had a really good one, and I don't remember what it was now. I'm I'm really sorry. Um, I I want to uh, m- my rec here today is um, another podcast, a competing podcast. Since we're so incredibly successful with ours, um, it is uh, your undivided attention. It is a podcast um, that is produced by the Center for Humane Technology. Um, uh, Tristan Harris and Aza Raskin are the are the interviewers, and it's I, I believe it's monthly. I've only listened to four or five episodes now. Um, a good friend sent me um, one of the most recent episodes, Two Million Years in Two Hours, a conversation with uh, Yuval Noah Harari, um, and it was uh, it was I have rapidly become a very unintellectual during COVID. Uh, and a lot of the media that I'm consuming either gives me monstrous anxiety because it's all about, you know, things that are going on that are pertinent or, uh, it's just junk food. 
Um, so this was really good because it felt like an academic exercise. I felt like it made me analyze, you know, the way that I use social media. Um, but the conversation was enormously wide ranging, uh, touching on technology and democracy and evolution. Um, it was, it was excellent. Um, I've listened to a few other episodes so far, but that one was just really, really fantastic. And, um, I, I believe if I'm not mistaken, that these uh, these these two guys, uh, Tristan Harris and Aza Raskin, are the filmmakers behind the Social Dilemma. I should do a I should do a quick search on that before I credit someone with something they didn't do. Um, hey, you remember that thing you didn't do? Good job not doing it. Yeah, maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't create it. I don't know. It doesn't I can't tell. I'll credit things properly one day. Uh, anyway, it's a really good podcast. Um, it is it is definitely, definitely, definitely worth a listen. Um, I think you'll learn something. And, and I and, and what I said about, you know, like so much of what I'm plugged into is either junk food or anxiety inducing. Um, this is not, I mean, uh, the, the episode that I mentioned, uh, two million years in two hours. Yuval Noah Harari wrote the, the book Sapiens, um, which is not, again you know, warm and fuzzy by any means. Um, and, and some of the stuff that they talk about is damning and is kind of, um, absolute. And I didn't even agree with everything that they talked about, um, necessarily, but I didn't walk away from it, uh, with dread, which was really nice. Um, so yeah, worth, worth the listen. I would wager you will learn something. Uh, unless you are way smarter than me, which is a hundred percent possible. Um, yeah, check it out. Your undivided attention. Yeah, I, ha- I have it downloaded. I just have to listen to it. Okay. Because I didn't. I didn't yet. I need to. Do you have a recommendation? I do have a recommendation. It's going to seem kind of hokey, but I'm just going to recommend taking care of yourself this week. I mean, no, things are still tough. I mean, we're get, we're getting to that hill. We're we're climbing up the hill to one year, and like you you can kind of see a little bit of sun on the other side, but we're still we're still pretty far off from it. So, take some time, read a book, listen to some music. Honestly, don't watch the movie Face Off from 1997. My wife made me watch it the other day. She's like, I swear to God, it it's gonna hold up. It's gonna be great. It's honestly. I, it's so fucking terrible. It's such a bad movie. It's so bad. You know me, and I don't really mind. I really will just watch anything, but it was so bad, and it's two hours and 19 minutes long. Who's, uh, whose performance is worse? There's Nick Cage's or John Travolta's? Nicholas Cage's, by far, is way worse. Really? He is so over the top. He's supposed to play like this drug lord kingpin. He's like, I'm, I do drugs and stuff. And he's got like two golden black guns and stuff. And like his one crony always carries around like a decorative box that's got like a baggie of cocaine in it, three joints, two pistols, a pack of cigarettes, and three rubbers. And I'm like, what's going... Like, And then he switches faces... Honestly, you know what? I take it back. Watch it. Please feel the pain that I felt. But take care of yourself. Have a drink. Just unwind. I uh y- talking about taking care of ourselves. I um 
I have anxiety induced uh, sleepwalking. That's a condition. I just named it that. I don't know what the actual condition is called. When I'm real stressed out, my wife just finds me walking around the house. Um, last night, or I should say this morning at 3 a.m., she woke me up because I was getting in the shower at 3 a.m. with my underwear on. Um, so You're a never nude. No, I'm not a never nude. Uh, I can I can say safely that the vast majority of the times I've gotten into a shower, I was in fact quite nude. Uh, so that makes this <laughs> this time kind of strange. So uh, she woke me up. I I towed off. I ch- I changed my undies, and uh, I got back in bed. And uh, you're right, though. We do need to take hey, better you, care of ourselves. At least you didn't have to shower for work the next day. I, she had just like I believe I had literally just gotten in the shower. There was no soap or anything, so I still did shower for work today. Um, I think I owe that to my coworkers and the students with which I work to uh, same to cleanse myself. Masks don't protect smells. That's true. In fact, yeah, that's very true. Oh, that's very true. Working in a school, I can tell you that's the mask <laughs> does nothing for stink. Uh, for good for, thing, good thing COVID doesn't smell bad. Yeah, yeah. But you know what does smell bad? Junior high boys who just came from gym class. That smells bad. So I was one of those. Yeah. Is, Axe, is Axe body spray not a thing anymore? No, I think it is. But as you know, that does not exactly improve <laughs> the aroma. If anything, it just adds another uh, another uh, ingredient to the cocktail of odors. Uh, hey, Andrew, um, I, I know you're the smart one here, but I think you're wrong. Axe body spray... Completely, one hundred percent dissolves all bad smells. Are we sponsored by Axe Body Spray now? I I'm actually trying to get a sponsorship from Bod Men's Fragrance. Oh, my dad used to get me that for Christmas. Give me the that Bod yeah. kit. Um, I don't yeah. think I ever used those colognes more than like once or twice. I got one one year. Never took it out of the package. Cool, because it looked like. It looked like antifreeze. I'm like, does, I shouldn't put this on my body. It does not look like a fluid that uh, uh, a young man should be spraying on himself. A, a, like a human. It doesn't look like a like, human should be spraying it on themselves. But you're, you're trying to read the back. I'm like, am I safe to put this on my body? <laughs> like, it doesn't say I can't, but it doesn't say I should. Made in Chernobyl. <laughs> All right. You ready to sign off? Of yeah, this, I think that, sign off of I, this bad boy. I think so. I think that I think that does it for this week. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna thank Josh Engel at Native Studios who just recently relocated back to um, his home studio, and it's very nice now. I haven't been there yet because I've been kind of busy, but I will be there soon, hopefully doing things. But uh, go like him and stuff. He is finishing up a new album, and it's pretty cool. And uh, thanks again to Kayla Little for designing our thumbnail. I still, every time I look at it, I'm like, holy crap, a person drew me. And it's just weird. And it looks exactly like you. Yours looks exactly like you. Like. Um, Kayla Little also now works at a new tattoo shop, and I figure maybe we'll tell everybody about that too. Yeah. Um, called Dark Horse Tattoo in uh, Danville, PA. My wife and I actually have an appointment there in two weeks. Oh, cool. So I will personally thank Kayla for drawing this picture and then thank her for drawing on my skin. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, hey. Thank you for drawing on my skin. (laughs) My name is Andrew. And my name is now Krebs. 
And we are alone in the boondocks. Joe Biden bombed Syria and didn't give us a stimulus check and also didn't help us come find a solution for alchemy. So there's that. Yep.